0: WXDXFM. Break
1: the wall! Break down the wall! I don't get the notion the Tiger has made golf exciting again. Yeah, okay. So Tiger was a stroke behind coming on the stretch yesterday at the PGA. That's nice, but somebody is a stroke behind coming down the stretch in every golf tournament why is it more exciting when that golfer is Tiger Woods and the networks cover Tiger and not the tournament the media walks with Tiger and Tiger gets the biggest and noisiest gallery Brooks Kepka won that's his second major of the year it's Kepka's third major in two years but Kepka is a footnote, and Tiger's the story. That's just not right. Although I bet it motivates Kepka, as does his girlfriend, who's very attractive, and appeared to be wearing a halter top yesterday. Kepka is a star. Golf is preventing him from being a star. Golf continues to position Tiger Woods as the power and the glory, as the only star. That's good short-term, but it's disastrous long-term. Golf took a tumble waiting for Tiger to come back. And golf will take a bigger tumble when Tiger is done and no one steps up to be the star that golf needs. Hey, golf, you just don't get it. The network doesn't get it. The media doesn't get it. The fans don't get it. Guess what? All you, of you just made the list. Wait for my cue. The list brought to you by Matt Merch Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust now, 412 0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. What's your take on the way Kepka's win was framed on TV at the PGA yesterday? Kepka is walking on the fairway at 18. And he gets lukewarm applause, almost obligatory. Tiger gets the big pop for finishing second. What's wrong with that picture? That's fake news. That's what that is. And Tiger's not going to win another major. It's not coming. It's not inevitable. Actually, if Tiger keeps finishing second, that's what's best for business. If you present it right, listen carefully. Here's how yesterday should have been presented. You say Tiger was right there. Tiger was poised. Tiger was primed. It was the old Tiger. But Brooks Kepka cut him off at the knees. Tiger played great. Kepka played better. Kepka is better. Kepka beat Tiger. Make that clear. Make that clear because it happened. That's how golf would have got the most mileage out of yesterday. Use the Tiger story for what it's worth, and it's still worth a lot. But make it clear Kepka beat him. Make it clear Kepka was better. Make it clear Kepka was the champion. As I said earlier, somebody said on ESPN that Tiger Woods won the PGA at minus 14, Brooks Kepka was second at minus 16. And that's really. How the whole thing was framed. 412 9939 Still awaiting on Peter King. We'll catch him tomorrow. If we don't catch him today, I'm sure. Peter King's one of the few guys that's so good, whenever he calls, we pick up the phone. That's fine. Uh, the big news from the weekend, I suppose, Liverpool Football Club opened up with a 4-0 dissection of West Ham. This team looks so good and feels so good, and that, of course, is when the real heartbreak so often starts. Uh, Rod Stewart was brilliant on Saturday, especially for what is he, I think, a 73-year-old. Rod looks the part, dresses the part, and sounds the part. Every single woman in that arena would have nailed Rod Stewart given chance. 73, I was right. Every single woman would have dropped the laundry for Rod, given the opportunity. A Cindy Lauper opened up. I'm not necessarily a fan, but she has some very good songs and a kind of weird and loopy charisma. A big crowd, but a very quiet crowd. Hey, the audience is getting older, too. Uh... Liverpool, I'm just so excited about. Marnie with two. Salah and Sturridge, one apiece. Uh, Oh, last night. First episode of Ballers, the new season. It was horrifically bad. But Ballers is horrifically bad. It's just a bad TV series. I don't know why, but I just keep watching it. It's a very guilty pleasure. It's too over-the-top dramatic but I'm going to keep watching it. Russell Brand is now a regular character. Now, to show you how badly this show is acted, I wouldn't call Russell Brand, you know, an Academy Award contender. He's not exactly Sir Lawrence Olivier. He was by far the best actor last night. I'm like, The Rock? The Rock's not an actor. The Rock's an action star. He's very wooden as an actor. The guy who plays Joe that's in every... Hacky comedy movie ever, the bald guy. He played the 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 the, the fan in semi pro, the guy who let his girlfriend sleep with Woody Harrelson. Again, not exactly Cart Gable by any means, but the, it's a guilty pleasure. Oh, Rob Corddry. Oh, is he bad? But they got a lot of hot women on that show, and it's it's a fun watch. That's the best way to put it. But it it's like. There's some scenes where it's so bad I expect, like, the boom mic to drop into view. There's some scenes in Ballers where I'm like, why am I watching this? But I do, and I have, and I will. Let's go to uh, Virgil in the Hill District. Virgil, you're on with Double M.
2: What up, man? What up, man? Well, I agree Kepka didn't get enough credit. You have to understand, the guy's got the personality of a cardboard box. And all the credit in the world for someone who wins, but the greatest error of golf was when Tiger was, was doing what he did yesterday. you everyone think Tiger has that much more
1: personality?
2: In terms of winning power, I mean, that's He didn't what, win. That's why every, he didn't win. Well, I know, but that's why everyone, I mean, everyone. Did you see Tiger's TV. interview yesterday?
1: Yes, I did. Every answer was perfunctory and cliched. And you know what the reaction was to it afterwards? You could see very- the passion in Tiger's eyes. He's so grateful. I mean, they put words in his mouth by the way of propping him up.
2: I I understand that. I just think that all these guys Kepka with three majors already, speed. It's something that, you know, you didn't see with Tiger when he was young. There wasn't someone who had... Ten or eleven or twelve majors playing with him—it's—it's a—it's uncharted territory for golf, and you know all these young guys. Right, right. Help. But my point, Virgil, is they need to chart it. Okay,
1: did you hear what I said uh, uh, just before you came on? They needed to present this as Tiger did great. It's the old Tiger, but Kepka beat him. Tiger made right. a run, and Kepka cut him off at the knees. Instead, they didn't do anything to build Kepka. The entire presentation was Tiger, Tiger, Tiger.
2: And that was overkill. I just think if, it, if this would have happened, this either would have been really odd or better. Let's say Tiger would have been with Kepka and his group, and he would have played the way he did, and he would have got the roar when he walked on the green, knowing that Kepka was going to win no matter what. Would that have been more odd, or do you think, like, I heard one guy say it's the greatest shot in golf he's ever seen, and I thought, there's a guy about to win his second major in a year, and and that was the... Let me me tell you, if Tiger pulled off his
1: sweaty red Nike shirt, uh, all the golf announcers would suck his saggy nipples. (laughs) And by the way, he does have quite the set of man boobs now, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, and did you see Kepka's girlfriend and the eye she gave Tiger when he gave her the hug? Kepka better watch out. That yacht yacht has a lot of room keys.
1: Oh, and plus, he's such a dirtbag sexually. Yep.
2: That that yacht, yep. that
1: yacht does have a lot of room keys, and at least one of them unlocks the back door. Whammy. Woo! I talked to the Nates this morning, too. That's why I'm fired up. Wait, that was a Tommy Rich cliche. What Nates one can I use? Woo! What's causing all this? Let's go to uh, Dave in traffic. Dave, you're on the Mark Madden Show.
2: Hey, how's it going, Mark? What up? Uh, I mean, I just find it to be complete bogus that uh, the excuse for the lack of coverage for Kepka is, oh, he's got no personality. I mean, since when does personality count on the scorecard?
1: Oh, personality counts. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, but they didn't even try. Right. Oh, I agree. And plus, uh, which, 100%. too, the crowd thing, that, that thats that's organic. The crowd response was right. organic. There's no way to manipulate that, and I'm not even sure you would want to. But I can't believe the crowd either. The crowd used oh, to, the crowd used to, you know, love Tiger when he was at his peak. But that's before they knew he was an adulterer, before he broke up his family, before they knew about his sexual proclivities, before they knew about his. I, I can't even go into that. I, I made enough backdoor references where I <laughs> I I've run out of originality in that regard. But it's just I, I can't believe it's gone the way it has, and I can't believe golf isn't smart enough. To make the most of a guy like Kepka, even if he is a bit wooden. But, you know, that does hurt golf, and that's hurt other sports worse. That's why men's tennis is in disarray. There's nobody with any personality.
2: Right, absolutely. And that that's equally as bad as, like you were saying, you know, we're going to put this guy in the Hall of Fame because, oh, he's a nice guy. I mean, that kind of goes hand in hand. With or or keep
1: him up because he's a bad guy.
2: Right, exactly. And that's I just blows my mind. I just had to.
1: Thank you know. for the call. By the way, did anybody see that story? Alex Rodriguez is an uh, analyst on ESPN. And he's on Sunday Night Baseball. And the Sunday Night Baseball announced team went to meet with Joe Madden, the Cubs manager, uh, before the game. As you do. You ever sit down with both managers before a game on national TV? And Madden was upset about something A-Rod said. And he started yelling at him. And Rodriguez started yelling right back. And they had to be, like, separated. And it goes to show you, what an egomaniac Joe Madden is. Because Joe Madden is not a pimple on Alex Rodriguez's ass when it comes to significance in baseball. Arod's one of the ten greatest players ever. People are nuts. Egos run amok, and not just on this program either. 412-333-9939. We've got the Swabby and Mark on hold. We'll get you in just a moment. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9.
2: And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey
1: Mark, big 10, big fan. Thank you. I want to say hell, Mark. I would rather give myself a colonoscopy with a coat hanger. VX at 105.9. We're having trouble catching up with Peter King due to some travel problems, I'm told, so maybe we'll get with him tomorrow, or maybe at the last minute today. Uh, Matt Williamson joined us earlier, and he gave some great insight into the Steelers' dollar defense which would feature seven defensive backs on the field at one time. So we're going to have Matt back on to talk about that uh, at the bottom of the hour, about 10 or so minutes away. Uh, I like that dollar defense because it gets better athletes on the field. Matikiewicz stinks. He doesn't even belong in the league, let alone on the field for a team as good as the Steelers. Uh, But uh, I don't think the Steelers will play a defense that's that radical that often. But still, Matt Williamson uh, provides some great insight on the dollar defense. And we'll get to him at the bottom of the hour. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, I, I really am laughing about Brooks Kepka getting treated like he finished second at the PGA. And Tiger getting treated like he won. I'm laughing that people say don't retire Barry Bonds' number. With the Pirates, that is. He already had it retired at San Francisco. And it all comes back to like. You like Tiger Woods. You don't like Barry Bonds. What does like have to do with anything? You know where that comes from, don't you? Social media. With Twitter and Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. You all think you're in the media, so you all think your opinion means something. And you're not smart enough to talk about qualifications for a Hall of Fame or qualifications for a number being retired. So it comes down to like or don't like. Now, to be fair, too many media members have stooped to that as well when it comes to voting for a Hall of Fame or writing that a number should or shouldn't be retired. Just crazy. As I'm fond of saying, everything I love is going to die at about the same time I do. And I'm absolutely fine with that. Boy, I do not like where all this is heading. Sports and otherwise. Let's go to Jeremiah and Jeanette. Jeremiah, go to Mark Madden Show.
0: So, I want to talk about Tiger, and uh, I've been making a comparison to, like, what the WWE does.
2: And how yeah, we're not going to do that. Thanks it. for the call.
1: Yeah, let's compare Tiger to WWE. That sounds real good. You know, I didn't work in wrestling that long. Where I keep getting calls about wrestling and trying to tie everything into a wrestling perspective. Let's go to Mark on I-70. Mark, you're on The Mark Madden Show.
0: Hey, Mark. uh, I just wanted to take, did you notice yesterday, you know, Tepka wins the tournament, and I'm a casual. I never watch golf, honestly. You got me. I'm a sucker. I tuned in because Tiger was in it. But it was great because his woman was in a sweet little sundress, and she was bouncing, bouncing, bouncing around. And then she got up, and, she, and Tiger had to give her a hug. And you know there was only one thing on his mind, Bart. And I'm just curious if you saw that moment. Yeah, I think
1: it. it's a little silly to say there's only one thing on his mind. A, he's, what, 42 years old, and B, I would hope he learned his lesson uh, from the last time uh, thinking with his penis got him into so much trouble. So uh, I, I'm i not crazy about what you're saying and so hung up on you. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. You know, that is what Tiger got in. Got Tiger into this mess. The downhill slide was his adultery and breaking up his family and being a really bad guy. And you all... Ignore that. Again, it's about who you like. Everything's who you like or don't like and what you do, what fans do, what the media does, and what the networks do. You determine who you like and don't like. And then you fashion your opinion, your coverage, what you say, what you write, what you tweet. You fashion all that to fit your like or dislike. You don't come up with an objective opinion and then at the end of reporting that or reporting facts determine whether the person's worthy of liking or not liking. The like or dislike comes first and you react to that. Up next, we're going to talk football with our football guru, Matt Williamson. This is the Mark Madden Show. You're listening to 105.9 The X. This is The X. Double M on The X. Joining me now live from La Trobe, where Steelers practice today is delayed by inclement weather. He is our football guru, Matt Williamson. Uh, Matt, let's talk about this dollar package with seven DBs. It seems a slippery slope. What are the pros and cons, and can the Steelers execute it?
0: I love it, to be honest with you. I'm very intrigued with it. Seven defensive backs on the field was seldomly used across the league last year. We saw the Patriots flirt with it, but I do think it's a thing of the future. And first off, people need to know more than anything, stopping the run, I don't want to say it's not important, but it's really down the level of importance than it ever was in our our football lives. And to back that up, here's a little stat for you. Yards per carry allowed last year. The bottom nine teams in the league in that stat, seven of them went to the playoffs. And the ninth team, the worst team in the league, was the Chargers, who should have went to the playoffs. So it's all about stopping the past for creating victories in this league. And if you have, frankly, the Maticeviches of the world, or even Vince Williams, or probably even Bostick, on the field too often, Brady and any Quarterback that can hold their salt is going to target that player over and over and over because tight ends are receivers now. They're not blockers. Running backs are receivers as well as ball carriers. And, therefore, you have to get the most versatile package you can out there. And I know the defensive backfield is somewhat unproven here, but, boy, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of depth. And when you're talking about the seven guys who would be on the field, I think you're talking about Burnett and Edmonds as basically being linebackers. Davis is a deep free safety Sutton and Hilton as basically slot corners. And then that leaves Burns and Hayden on the outside and, I'm pretty much a believer that all seven of those guys are better football players for today's NFL than anyone that we call an inside linebacker on this team right now.
1: Uh, That's a compelling case, and I I don't disagree, especially when you compare the talent of the DBs to the talent of the Steelers inside backers. But if the other team sees seven DBs on the field, won't they just run the ball to distraction? Uh, How do you stop Leonard Fournette with seven DBs on the
0: field? Yeah, and – Jacksonville's the obvious example where it's a bad idea because they're probably the only team in the league where you want to beg them to throw (laughs) because their quarterback's bad, their running game's good. We've seen that. That's been a bad matchup, clearly, for the Steelers. So against the Jags, no. And, frankly, you're only doing this with at least three wide receivers on the field. You're not going to do it with a fullback in the game or double tights. So it's only on clear passing situations. Not even a third and two situation. So, you know, but therefore, I, I think you'll see more dime than you've seen. I think you'll see more nickel than you've seen as the offensive packages get heavier. If you go down the list,
1: now I agree that the Steelers seven DBs, the guy you mentioned, they're all pretty talented and at least have great potential. Yes, but if even one guy gets hurt, then don't dominoes start to fall in a very negative fashion?
0: Probably and again, I mean, if you're talking about a seven defensive back package, maybe it's five to ten snaps a game if you can keep them in third and long. But that that pretty much makes you really safe that your dime package is good, your nickel package is really good, and the two guys I didn't mention in that equation, well, three of them really, are Cody Sensabaugh, who's not great but he's serviceable, Marcus Allen, who's probably a year away but would be that pseudo linebacker type. And the other Allen, you know Brian Allen, who I think has loads of potential, and they, they might look at him as Hayden's replacement. Like I don't think those three are ideal for it, and the two Allens aren't ready. But I mentioned 10 defensive backs that have ability.
1: Now, you mentioned that the Steelers might play this, this uh, dollar package five or ten times a game. The only reason I kind of doubt that they'll play it even that much, Matt, is because I think the Steelers might see it as too radical to use very often. I mean, when was the last time the Steelers set a trend defensively?
0: No, I, well, probably the zone blitz. <laughs> and that was a while ago. It really was. Um, yeah, it really was, and it's outdated now. Um, yeah, and to be honest, 10 snaps a game is probably too many. I mean, uh, that's probably a, a misstatement by me. If you only play 50 defensive snaps, you know, one, one, you know 20% of them. Although I've got to tell
1: game. you, Matt, for, forgive the interruption.
0: But if yeah. you played a true,
1: pure passing team, you didn't have to worry much about the run. Mm-hmm. I could see the wisdom in using that dollar package 20 or 25 snaps a game just to
0: make them do
1: something else to beat you, to play away from their strength.
0: Absolutely. And passing the ball is a much more efficient manner of moving the football, especially on early downs, than running ball anymore. It just flat out is. And everyone knows it. Everyone's doing that. You know, if your running backs can't catch, we don't need you. If your tight end, tight ends are just blockers, we don't need you. If your linebackers can't cover, we don't need you. So yes, I agree with you. And again, if you do see base personnel, well, I think you play nickel against that now. Where before you used to see a base three four. If a guy, if it's third and three, and they bring a third receiver on the field, well, you go to dime. Where a lot of time we used to see nickel. I mean, no matter what situation it is just add one more defensive back than you're used to seeing we're talking to our football guru matt williamson here on the mark madden show
1: you mentioned sean davis is the deep safety is he a starter matt there was some uh, concern that the steelers had lost some faith on him uh what do they think of sean davis right now
0: yeah and to me of all those positions i sort of laid out that deep middle safety is the one i'm most worried about and this is a pretty predominant single high team. Of course, they play cover two and things too, but more often than not, they have a safety in the middle of the field. And to me, Davis is very unproven there. I think they're encouraged, but some of these guys have missed a lot of time. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's his best role or not. To me, that's one of the biggest questions of camp.
1: What were your biggest takeaways from the first exhibition game? And let me duly note, Matt, we could do with fewer exhibition games, maybe even as few as one.
0: I agree. I mean, the way I would lay it out is I would add a 17th game and I'd have two, but that's a much longer conversation. Um, I was really worried about the offensive tackle depth, but I thought Chooks showed us a little bit to get encouraged, and I think if Munchak has another month to mold him, they might be better off there than we thought. I thought the quarterbacks played efficiently, the collective B grade for those guys. I'm much more encouraged with the running back situation behind Bell than I was before camp opened. Connor in particular, he's shining, and he looks much more advanced in the passing game. But I think Ridley's a true NFL number two. And so if Bell were to miss time, I think he'd get by with that group. Um, on defense, I like those outside linebackers outside of Watt and Dupree, you know, a bunch of young guys vying for time, uh, not a lot else to really jump out at me. I'm probably missing two or three things. It's kind of out of sight out of mind, but the thing I keep harping around up here and I feel like I'm piling on the guy, but going back to our conversation to start the segment, I don't know how you can ever put Tyler Madikiewicz on the field. You know, like to me, he's not an NFL player. He shouldn't make this roster. Because if he's out there on defense, everyone in the world is going to target him. If he's the best special teamer on the team, fine, keep him just for that. But if he walks out there on defense, he's going to get abused every play.
1: Now, you mentioned the O-line. Are the Steelers still kind of grasping for depth on the O-line, Matt? I agree that Chooks looked pretty good, at least as much as I can tell watching broadcast TV. He looked okay in that first exhibition. But they just signed this Zach Banner, a fourth-round pick at Indy Last year, he's a big guy, 6'8", 360 So obviously, they're still looking.
0: Yeah, and I think that tackles a position more than most that you always have your ears open to see who's out there because there's so few that are. And this is a long shot. I mean, Banner was a fourth round pick. Uh, Lincoln Kennedy's son. He's unbelievably huge. And I think if you give him the Munchak for a couple of weeks, maybe he t- you know shows a little promise. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think the depth is where it was. I mean, it would be nice to have a Hubbard. But I also think Filer's a pretty good player. Like, they could win games with Filer. And as much as I like Finney as a fill-in for Foster, I, I thought Filer would be just as good. Like, when Finney went down, I'm like, well, Filer will play a game or two off his out, and they'll be okay.
1: Uh, you talked about Chooks. Uh, what did he do well in that first exhibition?
0: What about him was encouraging? I think he's a pretty natural athlete, has a strong base, a natural base, has a lot of work to do with his hands and angles, but looks better than he did to start a camp. I mean, like when I started watching him, I was like, boy, he's not going to help us this year. You know, I mean, he's a, a project and watching him play both left and right, which is a lot harder than people think. Um, he was serviceable. So I guess, I guess what I like about him is he's moldable clay with a great coach molding him and he's taken a step forward in two or three weeks we've been here.
1: What about this Patterson guy at wide receiver? Had a big first exhibition. Is he any good? Does he have a chance? Or is he just a camp phenom who might make the practice squad at best?
0: Um, I think he's to be determined, but somewhere in that mix. Because I mentioned how I think Matakavich is turning into a, a roster clogger. I'm starting to kind of feel the same way about Hunter and Hayward Bay, that we know who they are now, and in the end they're not really good enough and they don't help the team. So maybe a Well, yeah, but but
1: Hayward Bay with the special teams. You talked about Maticavich. Hayward might be one of their very best guys on special teams.
0: Yes, and I also think he has value in the wide receiver room to kind of keep A.B. and Juju under wraps a little bit and be the elder statesman in there. But as an offensive player, he's kind of useless. Um, but Tucker's a good special teamer. This Patterson dude played special teams at Youngstown State voluntarily. I don't know how good he is at it, but he's not totally inexperienced. So I think those guys are highly intriguing. And, you know, the way I might handle it is put Eli Rogers on the pup list for the first six weeks, give Tucker or Patterson or possibly both a roster spot, give them a six week audition during the season. If they look like they belong, send Eli on his way. If they look like they don't, add Eli and dump them.
1: And finally, Matt, is there any way the depth chart changes a quarterback barring injury? Because I think it's Ben 1, Jones 2, Rudolph 3, and Dobbs cut, and that's no matter how any of them perform.
0: Yes, agreed. Absolutely. Um, Jones has a lot of value to Ben as a sounding board and as an experienced guy. And I absolutely think that he would give the Steelers the best chance to win any given day if Ben is not in the lineup. That's not a knock at all on Rudolph; he's just not ready. Um, the only way I can see Rudolph playing is if the season was a disaster, you know, if they were one and eight and out of it, which a lot of bad things would have to happen, and you just want to see the kids. But he's next year's project. I mean, no,
1: no, right? If, if Ben got hurt and the season was already shot, they might go with Rudolph for the sake of experience. Mm-hmm. But right. they value knowledge of the system so much. And, and Landry Jones, no matter what you think of his skill set, he's played in 18 games and started five. Yeah, he has a lot more
0: value to this organization than probably everyone listening realizes. And you look at the backups around the league, many teams are much worse off, and he can come in for a month and win you two or three games.
1: Matt, as always, great stuff. We appreciate the analysis. All right, man, thanks. That's our football guru, Matt Williamson. I'm Mark Madden. It's not time to ask Mark anything. 412 333 WXDX.
2: And now the super genius, Mark Madden.
1: You're talking to the super genius. Yo, double up. Yo, drunk up Willie. Mark Madden is Pittsburgh Sports. The X at
2: 1059.
1: It's time now to ask Mark anything, brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bars, the city's best seafood and chop house. So be sure to check out Chapino. Located in the strip, and get that super genius burger. Let's go to Steve in the car. Steve, ask Mark anything.
2: Hi, Mark. Uh, What are your favorite toppings for nachos? Uh, I like
1: nachos when they're prepared like Patron does. Uh, Chips laid flat on a steel pan, and then each chip is topped individually, and then baked. And, you know, I like everything on it. I like, you know, sour cream, jalapeno, uh, salsa. Uh, if I had to choose between beef and chicken, I would choose beef. But that's the way I like nachos prepared. Uh, otherwise, you know, if you're just going to do it the normal way, the lazy way of throwing toppings on a plate full of chips, it doesn't matter much to me. Just, I like I like beef nachos. That would be the simplest way. Although, I'm just as content with uh, chips Quay Bueno, cheese sauce, and jalapenos, and that's it. I'm fine with just that. Let's go to Chris in South Park. Chris, ask Mark
0: anything. Mark, how you doing? Good. You got to choose one. You ready? Yeah. The ma- the Macho Man, Randy Savage, or The Rock? Choose one to do what? Just choose one. They're both superstars from different eras. Which one would okay, you? Okay, choose them to which, do
1: what? Make a movie? Work for my wrestling promotion? Cut my lawn? I mean, what am I choosing them for?
0: They probably wouldn't cut anybody's lawn, but
1: okay, I'm going to ask it a third time, literally. What am I choosing them for? To be their manager? How about that? Uh, I, uh, goodbye. If I'm choosing somebody to work for a wrestling promotion, it would probably be The Rock, because as successful as Mach was, Rock is one of the most successful biggest drawing wrestlers of all time to be in a movie i'd pick the rock over just about anybody leaves the line open please do call 412-333 wxdx is the number to call let's go to kevin and zillion opal kevin ask mark anything
0: with the original lineup say it again Besides Zeppelin, which band would you like to see with the original lineup? I would choose ACDC with Bon Scott.
1: I'd choose UFO.
0: Thank you. With the
1: Glory Days lineup, not original. But if I could choose one band to see with its Glory Days lineup, it would be UFO with Phil Mogg, Pete Way, Michael Schenker, Andy Parker, and Paul Raymond. The Lights Out and Strangers in the Night lineup. That said, those guys are still alive, all of them. And uh, three of them would never again want to work with the other two. And I really do like the current UFO, but you asked me so, I told you. Let's go to Greg and Ross Day for Greg. Ask Mark anything.
2: Mr. Wiffleballer, how are you? What's that mean? Mark, what size flip-flops do you What, what
1: I don't get Mr. Wiffleballer. What's that mean?
2: Oh, you, you're a wiffleballer. You said you played wiffleball growing up. That was the only sport you played.
1: No, I didn't say that was the only sport I
2: played. Anything else? What size flip flops you wear? Yeah, what size flip flops you wear? You're always flip flopping.
1: I don't know. I left a pair in your sister's bedroom last night. Why don't you just go check? Don't slip on anything. Let's go to Bob and Plum Burrow. Plum. Bob, you're on uh, the Mark Man show. Ask Mark anything.
2: Mark, good day. Right. Hey, uh, I don't know if I missed it, but uh, tell me about your uh, Spirit Airlines flight. That was a good you, you did miss it, but it was great. Uh, it was ninety oh, minutes late
1: going out. Okay, but that can happen with any airline, and too often does. That's why the airports are empty.
2: Right on. I had a terrible experience. No, nobody me.
1: wants to fly because the security's too too much, and and uh, the flights are always delayed. But right uh, I had no problem with the flight itself, with the service on the flight, and my flight back was on time. I liked the big front seat. It was cheaper. It was like it was $600 cheaper than a first class flight on Delta. So, the foreseeable future to go to Las Vegas, I will be using Spirit Airlines and enjoying the big front seat. Let's go to the dude in the bowling alley. The dude abides. Ask Mark anything.
2: Hey, it's Double M. How's it going? Good. Hey, just wanted to uh, ask you how your vacation was.
1: It was okay. Uh,. I always stay in Vegas like a day or two too long. But I enjoyed it. I, I got a lot of rest. I worked out a lot. I saw the rest I went to the restaurants they go to. I saw white steak. I gambled. It was good.
2: That's awesome. Can I add a side note real quick? Yeah. I was on vacation two weeks ago. My brother in law peed on the rug. I had a field day.
1: I don't get it.
0: I'm the dude. The guy's oh, on the
1: oh, oh, oh. Okay, it was too long since you were the dude to the next Lebowski reference. By the way, they showed the Big Lebowski in theaters while I was in Las Vegas. I assume that was nationwide. I didn't go. I've seen the Big Lebowski so many times that I just wouldn't want to see it in a theater. Let's go to Drew and Scott Township. Drew, ask Mark
2: anything. Mark, if you were forced to move out of Pittsburgh and you had to cover sports in another city, not including Las Vegas. What do you mean forced to move out of Pittsburgh? How could I be forced? Hypothetical. If someone said you cannot live in Pittsburgh anymore and you had to pick a city to cover sports in, it was not Vegas. Where would you move?
1: See, you're basing that on what city would I want to cover sports in. At this point in my life, if I moved, I would move to the city I would enjoy living in the most with no consideration of the sporting world in that city. Fair enough. So so I my Vegas would be my first choice to live someplace besides Pittsburgh. My second choice would be I would say Chicago and then probably New York, but but it drops way off after Chicago and Vegas. Let's go to uh, Bob in Wilkins Township. Bob, ask Mark anything.
2: Do you have any interest in the purge series that's gonna be on the Any USA interest? Network? I can't wait. <laughs> I thought so. I know how much you like the movies.
1: Oh, they're brilliant, aren't? Don't you like them?
2: Oh, I love them. Yeah, each one. I enjoy every one of them. TV starting to pick up. Uh, the
1: that that doesn't debut till the fall. I don't. No, no, till next year actually. No, no. I think it's in September, Mark. I really?
2: Guess. Yes.
1: Oh God, I would be so happy. <laughs> but like you got Ray Donovan coming back on. Better Call Saul is episode two tonight. Ballers, which stinks, but I watched it. That was last night. So at least I have something to watch as I. Decline into oblivion. Let's go to Double M. in the. Not, wait, why is this guy calling himself Double M? Hello? Why are you calling yourself Double M?
2: Because I'm a Double M
1: also. No, you're not. Goodbye. There's only room for one Double M on this show. There's no B-Team Double M. There's no Discot Double M. Only one Double M. or nothing in in the opener for Liverpool. I was you oh by the way one week from today game 2 Liverpool at Crystal Palace during the show. It's early days but I can't wait 1059 the x